live from wherever you happen to be, it's the SNL Hall of Fame Podcast. And now, here's your host, curator of the hall, Jamie Dew. Oh boy. I'm looking at my window right now and I can see... I can see snowflakes falling and I'm attaching one of those bells to each snowflake as they flitter across my window pane. And boy, it's lovely. The winter can be a, a real lovely time, but it can cause a absolute nightmare here in the hall. So if you will, take off your boots and leave them outside. So there's that. My name is Jamie Dew, and I am here once again to guide you through an interview with a passionate SNL fan and or aficionado to nominate somebody onto the ballot of the SNL Hall of Fame. It's pretty easy the way it works. You listen to the show. You listen to all the balloteers. <laughs> those that are added to the ballot, that is. And then when the ballot is full, I'll pull the lever and you listeners will all become voters. If a nominee generates 51% appearances on all ballots, they will be entered into the SNL Hall of Fame. How exciting is that? The answer is you can't measure it. It's immeasurable. That's how exciting it is. So I hope you're ready to strap on your, uh, well, you've taken your boots off. So strap on your, your slippers as you traipse through the hall and, and look around at what we've put together. So far, we've got uh, quite an assemblage of nominees or balloteers, and I'm quite pleased with how things are turning out. It's only going to get better, folks. It's only going to get better and more difficult when the time comes to vote. So there's that. This week, uh, the episode is up a little late. I wanted to post it yesterday, which would have been Sunday, which is the traditional day this comes out. But instead, it's coming out Monday because I was a guest on the SNL after party yesterday. I didn't have time to finish the edit on this. And so uh, I encourage you to listen to the SNL After Party and hear my take on Saturday night's sort of historic, bizarre episode. It was really quite weird, but there was some gems. There was some absolute gems. And uh, I ended up, based on the fact that it's a historic episode, giving it a B. I think it was a real solid. Now, one of the things that came up in the episode is a sketch with our balloteer today, Paul McCartney. It's a sketch with Martin Short and Paul McCartney. And I'll be darned, but the, uh, the powers that be at SNL decided not to include having a wonderful Christmas time. And so I am going to include that full sketch and the full song to rectify that situation. So you'll hear that in the episode ahead. My guest this week is Dave Voigt, who is publisher of InTheSeat.ca. You can also find him on Twitter, at PopCulturePoet. And you can hear everything that he has to say, should you choose to do so. 
However, today I only ask that you listen to this episode and that you listen carefully to Dave's consideration on Paul McCartney and, you know, make the choice for yourself. Does Paul McCartney belong in the musical guest wing of the SNL Hall of Fame? Time will tell. But for now, let's go to Dave Voigt. Actually, let's go to Chris Farley. Abbey Road, 
and uh, at the very end of the song, the song goes, uh, and in the end, the love you take is equal to the love you make. You remember that? <laughs> yes. Uh, is that true? <laughs> Yes, Chris, in, in my experience it is, I find the more you give, the more you get. <laughs> well, that's it for this week's show. Thank you, Paul McCartney. Thank you for being one of the greatest... Um, rock, I mean, the living legend, and, um, the a legend of rock and roll, or, and just thanks for being on the show. You did fine, you did fine, Chris. Really? Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks. Thank you. Remember? Remember what I was talking about? To you about the Terminator? Yeah. You should see that movie. It's pretty cool. So it's Paul McCartney. It's Paul so fucking McCartney. That's <laughs> right. The guy was a beetle for heaven's sake. Uh, the fact that he's appeared on Saturday Night Live as many times as he's appeared is just a gift. And Dave is here to talk about why that gift should be nominated into um nominated and elected ultimately into the snl hall of fame dave what do you got to say about paul mccartney well i mean other than the obvious fact that i mean for christ's sake he's a beetle but <laughs> uh like i i mean i i go down to this really on two angles i mean on one end obviously he is this like iconic musician you can't like no one can sort of argue his history in you know his importance in music history and i mean i think snl bonafide yeah and i mean i think snl plays an important part of that as well because snl was always so synonymous with with music and i mean it still is in terms of you know pop culture and just being that kind of reference but i look at it for also from another angle because he was never afraid to sort of participate in the occasional sketch nope. and he's been impersonated so often on the show for someone who keeps wanting to come back and still perform and still sort of participate in the comedy. Sometimes when it's at his own expense, I think it's a fantastic thing. I need SNL stats here to, uh, to tell me everybody who's, who's impersonated him. I know Dana Carvey did, and I know Bill Murray did, but I'm not sure. Uh, I know Alan Cumming did once as a, and like he was a guest or he was a star, he was a host of the show, or maybe he was just oh, wow. Alan Cumming did it once. Uh, did Alec Baldwin do it once? Did Alec Baldwin? You might be right. Yeah. Doesn't because I'm thinking like early nineties, maybe he did it. Doesn't jump out at me off the top of my head, but it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. Like he's, he's, a, he's a good sport, right? Like ultimately he's a good sport. Like you would think that, um, there, there could be some people who would be uh, grisly about, you know, getting sort of not mocked, um, 
chided yeah you know on on a network national network show but uh he keeps coming back <laughs> and i mean when you were someone who of such iconic status like i think it's important that to have these people sort of be able to take the piss when it comes to themselves if you know you know yeah. what i mean it's because it makes them that much more sort of lovable and iconic because I mean, if they take themselves too seriously, then you're just going to roll your eyes and sort of quietly sigh and go, okay, push you into the corner. You don't necessarily deserve to, to be a part of uh, sort of the history of it. But I mean, if only because McCartney has been such a integral part of pop culture for the past 50 plus some odd years, I think he's vital to SNL. And I mean, I definitely think he's an important nominee to, to the hall of fame because just on the grander scale of things, where would, where would a lot of our culture be without the Beatles to be perfectly honest? I mean, it's one of those <laughs> things where you really have to sort of roll it back and really think about it. And it's, he, he just is, has been a driving force in so many ways. And for him to be able to sort of have a laugh at, at it all at the same time, makes him that much more important. Just think his, his first time as a musical guest on SNL, it was he and Linda McCartney as the musical guest and Steve Martin is the host. Yeah. Like that's, that is like the caliber that this show attracts. And this is still early on. This is still 1980, but that's so exciting like live television with Steve Martin and Paul McCartney. That's really, really exciting. Um, and I mean, if I remember my timeline, you, like wings, was it such a, they were, they were really riding the crest of sort of how big they were. If I'm correct in my timeline, like wings was a big deal. Steve Martin was obviously a big deal. It's really this, it, it was event television. And I mean, I think that's one of the things, especially now, like we've lost event television because it just sure. doesn't exist anymore based on the world we live in. And I mean, he was one of the, he felt like one of the staples of event television. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Um, second time. I mean, he took a while between appearances. Second appearance was in 93. Then he showed up in 2010 and 2012. I would say that, uh, gosh, which one, which appearance is the winner here? Um, 93 or 2010, 2010, he did the, he did uh band on the run and he did, um, like almost like a, a Lennon, um, it wasn't quite a Lennon, medley but um gosh what songs were in the fucking medley <laughs> it's killing me ah oh, damn do you recall that performance? no i no i don't i i honest to god i don't it's so good yeah but i mean i think oh. but again like it it he almost feels ingrained in the saturday night live lore because he was such a part of like he especially in the nineties, I think in the eighties and nineties, he was around New York a lot. I mean, I think he, I think he had a house or he lived in New York for some time. He, oh, really? he is. I, be, I believe so. Don't quote me on that, but, and I mean, I even thought so I should quote you. <laughs> 
But I mean, I even also think to like, if we were going to extend the SNL lore a little bit that, you know, he was on the live shows for 30 rock. He, you know, he, he wasn't afraid to sort of jump in and do comedy. And I mean, I think when it comes to musical guests on Saturday night live, the people like we can judge the performances as like as one thing, but when the people are like the, the artists are willing to get involved in the comedy, I think that makes them a little extra special. Yeah, I think you're right. We like to see people like in on the joke and being part of the joke. Yeah. It reminds me of the time in 2012, I believe that McCartney showed up on the holiday episode and played a triangle player. Do you remember that one? So this year you'll be the stuffing and I'll be the Christmas goose. Yes. Thank you, Reggie. Uh, but I don't think that's the song we're looking for to end our Sweetwater Community Center Christmas pageant. Well, uh, can I have a reason? Uh, well, for one, it's confusing. You know, I mean, if you're the goose and she's the stuffing, does that mean she's shoved inside of you? You know. Well, I do not know because I didn't give it any thought. Yeah, well, we appreciate your efforts. And I appreciate them as well. Oh, boy. Okay, who's next? Oh, that is the singing duo Caleb and Monty. Mm. Hello. I am... Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. I am Caleb, and this is Monty. But a quick correction. We are not a singing duo. I am the singer, and Monty plays the triangle. Which is for the best, because you don't want to hear Monty sing. I like to sing. Be quiet. Just stop it. And be quiet right now. You are not to sing today. You are only here because we are cousins through marriage. Now, do you remember your cue? Yes. Excellent. This song is an original composition called Holiday Time, Holiday Cheer. And there you go. I'm assuming you read music. <laughs> Two, three, four. Holiday time. Holiday cheer. Holiday wear. Holiday here. It's my favorite time of the year. I'm on a train. It's my favorite time of the year. And I'll be playing and slaying and fooling about And I'll be snapping and rapping and having a show And when you hear ding-a-ling-ling, that is when I hear ding-a-ling That's your cue, Monty, when I go ding-a-ling-ling You hit the triangle when I say that, ding-a-ling-ling Now, okay. not... Can you do it? No. Good, very good. Uh, can I sing? No! No! You don't sing, because you can't sing. If you could sing, then you'd sing, but you can't sing. I have the million dollar voice and you are a lump. I'm going to take it from the top if I might. Or, you know, we could just tell you right now we're not gonna use your song. You know. Oh, please, I need this. I need it so bad. And when the ding-a-ling happens in the right place, it's one heck of a song, sir. It really is. Okay, fine. Fine. You can do it again. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
two, three, four, holiday time. What are you doing? <laughs> you moron! I want to sing. You want to sing. You want to sing. This is the way you treat me. Is that right? I've done everything I did for you. Do you know where I found him when we were supposed to be rehearsing? He was stuck in a tree. I was chasing a bird. I hate you, Monty. I hate you so much. I quit. I quit. Best of luck to your solo career. Can I sing now? Spirits up, we're here 
like that's that's nice for us to see. Not too cool for school, you know. I mean, you know, like I mean, I think the even more recent stuff with the, you know, I mean, I like Rihanna. Everybody likes Rihanna, but I don't necessarily think she would be one of those people that you would equate to sort of the fun moments of SNL if it wasn't for her and and and, and Sandberg, you know, doing Ronnie or one of those, you know, that that right, kind of thing. Right, right, right. They, yeah, there needs to be that extra right. level for performers to, to to sort of stand out in SNL lore. I would say Paul McCartney is definitely somebody who has. He's been allowed to play three songs on a couple different occasions, which is rare on the show. Yeah. Typically, we see, you know, just two performances. We leave it to the Hall of Famers, I suppose, the elite yeah. to, um, you know, get a little bit extra in there. Um when he did cut me some slack, he did that with uh, Dave Grohl and Chris Novoselic and Pat Smear. That was a Christmas. That was over Christmas, wasn't it? It was a Christmas episode. Yeah. Was Marty Martin Short hosted. I almost called him Marty because <laughs> you know we're really tight. Um, Martin Short hosted, and he played my Valentine, and then cut me some slack, and then what of Christmas time at the end. Um. But yeah, he did that, uh, cut me some slack with, with in quotes, Nirvana, yeah. which was pretty kind of cool. No, he always has had a sense of, well, we appreciate his, his role in the past. I don't think he's ever not tried to embrace the future at the same time. He's definitely been one of those performers. Yeah. Great call. I mean, my goodness, he's, he's approaching 80 years old, Yeah, you know, and, uh, he's still out there performing. So his, his, his new record's pretty good too. His new record is phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I've listened to it several times. Oh boy. Yeah. That's really good. Um, go out. And so two things here for you, people go out and listen to the new McCartney record. And when the time comes to vote, uh, vote for Paul McCartney to be in your SNL hall of fame. Thanks, Dave. All right. That was my visit with Dave Voigt, publisher of the intheseats.ca webpage for film lovers and film aficionados everywhere. You should check that out at intheseats.ca. And follow Dave at Pop Culture Poet on Twitter. Dave, I want to thank you so much for showing up and doing this. This is great. I think we have uh, you know a, a, new, a new insight on on McCartney, and um, I don't know. It's going to be tricky. It's going to be tricky when the time comes to vote. That's what I'm going to tell you. Well, I want to thank you for continuing to listen. We had our best week ever last week in terms of downloads. Uh, still looking for some ratings and reviews. You can do that on Apple or Spotify. And uh, it would be really cool if you decided to do that for us. We would love it. Anyway, that's what I've got for you this week. For now, turn out the lights because the SNL Hall of Fame is closed. Thanks for listening to the SNL Hall of Fame podcast. You can find everything you need to know about the show at snlhof.com. 
Don't forget to subscribe, share, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcast. This is Doug Denance saying, this is Doug Denance saying, see you next month in the hall. Some such.